Hello and welcome to another episode of Love is Your Medicine podcast. I am Mitch Wright. I hope that you are doing well on this Monday. Here in the Pacific Northwest, it is cold, rainy. I mean, honestly, it's not too bad. Last week we had a snowstorm, so... To have rain in December is uh, rather welcome. I'm not going to complain. Happy to be added another day on this earth. I hope that you're doing well. Have you had a chance to listen to uh, my previous podcast? I have two before this one. So if you haven't, um, why not give it a a listen? Uh, The first one is just an introduction to Mitch, uh, telling you a little bit who I am, uh, about my childhood, where I started up to this point in my life. Uh, The second episode, uh, I kind of touched on things that kind of molded me and affected my thinking. And because of that, it affected my relationships with people, how I treated people. So in a nutshell, those are what the first two episodes are about. For this one, I was thinking all weekend, what can I talk about next? Uh, Because like I said, I want to get personal uh, because I know a lot of people are affected by different things in their lives so I was thinking what can I speak on next and I was like well I might as well just dive right into it because the second episode I touched on it about how I had this and I still work on it um, this attitude if I'm going to get you before you get me. And so that was the attitude I really, really struggled with uh, since I was a child. And that affected my relationships with people, whether it was uh, family, relatives, classmates, later on in life, workmates. Um, I would get to a certain point with a person or I would open up to them a little bit, but I always expected the worst. I always felt like the people were really up to no good. And, you know, even though they might be friendly, my immediate response was, what are they up to? What do they want? And is this a healthy way to live? No, Um, but because of things that happened to me in my early childhood, uh, sadly, that's just the way I was. That's how I dealt with things. And so then we get into what happened at an early age in my childhood that I would even think that way. 
It had to be something major, right? Well, you are correct if you are thinking that. And it happened, I would say, when I was... Uh, I've pushed that so far back in my head, but I've... It would have had to be around nine or ten, I believe. And when I was around nine or ten, uh, a female relative of mine, like, did very inappropriate things with me. Horrifying uh, for a young person. Because all of a sudden you feel uh, like this pain confusion, guilt. You know, even though I didn't initiate anything wrong or start anything wrong, I felt like that. Why? Because as I said in episode one, I was raised a certain way in a certain religion as a Christian. And so even at a young age, I knew things, you know, I knew right from wrong as much as I could at that age. So I knew what she was doing to me wasn't right. So I had this guilt, this shame, uh, and then that would turn into anger. Because here it was supposed to be someone that I love and thought I trusted. But yeah, she's doing this to me. And so it hurt a lot. Of course, I didn't, you know, she made a threats to which to a young person is horrifying. You know, what she would do if I were told, this is our secret. And the thing about it is, is like this relative of mine, we were around the same age or we close to the same age. So as I got older and I was able to think about it. You know, this had to have been a learned behavior from her. We're two innocent kids knowing the world, some of the things she did and said to me uh, was something that she just thought of out of the blue. It had to be a learned behavior that someone taught her. And so, you know, being mature and older, I could really, that's the way I could reason and think about that. So it, it happened, I'd say about, in all, like three times. But for my mom, she really, like when I was hanging around a person, she could tell something was wrong one day. And she just kept asking me questions. And you know, we had a discussion about it. I never really told her everything in detail, but she knew enough to know that something you know terrible had occurred. So my parents dealt with it uh, with my relatives' parents, and you know I'm not gonna lie, it was awkward for a while between everyone. And thank goodness things didn't go all the way between she and I, but enough did 
you know, the way it really, really bothered me and messed me up. So, you know, from a young age, that's just my thought process. It's like, you can't trust no one. Even though I knew there were people, you know, close enough to me to know that I could trust them. You know, my parents, um, that my best interest was always forefront in their mind. So I, I knew that, but as far as other people, I just felt like, one, I couldn't trust them. Two, if they were being nice, they had some ulterior motive that they wanted something, they needed something. And because of that, I just got this attitude. Like I said, I'm going to hurt you before you can hurt me. I'm going to do something to cause you pain. And I'm not talking like physically, but just mentally or emotionally. I was going to get you first. Like I acknowledged in um, the first two episodes, that wasn't the correct way to live life. You know, that's no way for anyone to live. So I kept this all bottled up, just suppressed it, moved on. Uh, when we were older, I even confronted her about it. We were at a, a party with a, like a lot of relatives and a lot of their friends. And I'm older now, you know, I'm, we're over 21 drinking and it was just she and I and I approached her asked her did she remember how much it hurt me you know the pain it caused that I, I wasn't angry anymore but I just wanted her to acknowledge it let's move on but you know she was probably embarrassed she said she didn't remember it didn't know what I was talking about you know, I just said, okay, in my head, I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. And that was it. Never talked to her about it again. Again, I bottle it up, uh, keep it suppressed. Now, in the meantime, of all this bottling it up, I'm hurting people left and right in, in my life whether it's friends or whether it's, uh, you know, a relationship, someone I'm interested in for a relationship, I get to a certain point and if I feel they're getting too close or something is off, then I do a Houdini and I disappear and I hurt them. Now some, I didn't want to do this. Like I didn't want to hurt anyone. Others, I intentionally did. I wanted to hurt them in some way, especially if they had done something to me. And I remember, uh, like, the first girl I ever, like, I was, like, 19. And we liked each other and, you know, had a crush on each other. And... I could feel like after a while, something was getting different about it. And, and so she just, uh, yeah, I kind of just 
dropped it, stopped talking to her. Uh, another woman I know, I was like, I think 22. The same thing, we started talking. She was very nice. Um, I felt like, and this came out of the blue, by the way, I felt like in somehow, some way, she was going to hurt me at some point. So I just like stopped talking to her. If I saw her, I would speak to her. I'm cordial, but I wouldn't call anymore. We didn't hang out anymore. And, you know, she was hurt, upset, confused. I felt bad because, like I said, she was a nice person. But this is just how I was. I would let people in a, a little bit, get to a certain point and stop. No way to live, no way to treat people. And I had to deal with that a, a long time, you know, in my adulthood. Sadly, another way that it affected me it was that um, in my marriages, it would spill over. And I would have those same type feelings sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes like, you know, are you out to get me in some way? Are you out to hurt me in some way? It made me incredibly jealous. Uh, and, you know, always wondering what the person is doing. Are they planning on hurting me? It's just a vicious cycle that would go on in my head. And it would cause me to act out and do things, you know, that I'm not proud of to this day. But I knew I really, really needed help. I knew something was wrong with me. A lot of times I just, have you ever done this? You just kind of, you want to blow it off and you say, well, this is just who I am. And, you know, this is who I am. Nothing I can do about it. I just have to uh, deal with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's, you know, t to me is like a cop out. When you don't want to confront an issue or a problem that you have and you just take the easy lazy way out this is just how I am you know you have to take it or leave it deal with it or not deal with it it's no changing in me and so sometimes I would take that attitude but it wasn't until um my wife, we'd reached a, a certain point and we've always known how much we love one another. And I never really, really opened up this part about me. Uh, but I, I knew that I wanted to be different. I knew I was tired of hurting people, especially those I love uh, that was close to me. And I knew I didn't want to live in pain like this anymore and so after something uh, happened in our marriage we were talking and we are trying to heal and so my wife asked me like have you ever thought about going to talk to someone you know maybe it's something 
that you're, you're not remembering or you're not wanting to open up fully about, maybe it's affecting you. Uh, the way you think, the way you act, the reason you're doing the things you do. You know, she said, I, I love you. I know you're a good person. I want to help you. And that, you know, that idea, I didn't like it at first because, you know, it's opening up to someone that I don't really know. It's talking to someone, laying it all out on the line. So, yeah, that thought, it scared me. So I looked in the, we both looked, uh, you know, for therapists that I could uh, go see. And I told her I would. Uh, just up to a point where as long as they weren't trying to tell me anything to do or, you know, quote unquote, treat me, that didn't go against what I believed. Um, you know, my faith or anything. And so I found someone and um, made an appointment with her. We talked. And the first couple of sessions, it was just to get to know me. She wanted to know things about me, my childhood. And, you know, she helped me after listening to me a couple of times to really see, okay, maybe it was something that happened in your childhood, something you're suppressing, because she couldn't really put her finger on why I was doing some of the things I was doing. It was like no rhyme or reason to the actions I was taking. And so I kind of touched on it with her a little bit. And we had a few more sessions um, where she was just really trying to help me to see that it could be I was bottling up all these um, anxieties and thoughts and memories, and this is how I was reacting. Um, the actions I was taking that was hurting people, hurting my wife, eventually, you know, hurting myself ultimately because it's not helping me mentally or emotionally, the things I was doing. And so it was really helpful uh, to finally get it out. Uh, I had told my wife, I was telling my wife more than I was telling the therapist because that was my comfort zone. That's why I felt comfortable with uh, my wife because I know truly deep down that she never wants to hurt me. She would never tell anyone anything that I'm confiding in her or use it against me. So, you know, 100% comfortable with my wife. Uh, she knows things about me that no one else does. So I was like telling the therapist up to a certain point. But she did help me to like realize what was wrong. And I think that was the beginning of the healing process that I needed to start. And, you know, I, I never really thought about that I was suppressing a lot you know and so that was the beginning that was the start and you know I'm forever thankful to my wife Michelle for um, just having me think because we came from kind of like two different backgrounds um, my wife and myself she's had to deal with you know, 
way more than I have. And so having her perspective and seeing that I could talk to her and openly confide into her what was troubling me and, you know, seeing that she wasn't shaming me for it. She wasn't blaming me for it. Um, She wasn't making light of the situation or teasing me because a lot of men sometimes uh, just talking to ones in the past men may feel embarrassed about opening up to someone about this happening to them in the past especially you know if someone of the opposite sex they may feel uh, some type of way and so I never felt anything negative from my wife Uh, nothing but support all the time you know even up to this day and so that was really the the kickstart of me accepting what had happened and acknowledging it not keeping it buried down deep within me and then starting that mental process of okay what do I need to do different uh What can I change about me day by day? Because remember, I'm a firm believer in, you know, don't try to overpromise yourself that you're going to make all these changes because as soon as you hit a bad spot or you've had a bad day, you may feel bad and depressed, not worthy, that you're not good enough. So take it day by day when you're trying to make these changes within yourself. So I just thought, what can I do day by day? What actions can I do to reverse what I've done? Is there anyone that I can reach out to where it would be valuable to reach out to apologize? Um, A relationship, whether it was a friend, you know, or a family member. So these are the things I did. And so I'm still... Um, working alone and uh, a few years have passed and so we started looking at this documentary series that came on about a famous R&B singer um, R. Kelly and just it was talking about parts of his life um, just from an early early age and you know, a lot of it is tough to hear. You know, he went through a lot um, growing up with abuse. And so my thing with that, because I'm not going to get all into his ordeal, but personally, I'm a firm believer. And if anything has happened to you in the past and, you know, my heart goes out to you because I truly understand But there has to be a point in you that you have to reach and say, it stops with me. I went through a lot of pain. I went through a lot of grief. I don't want to put that pain on anyone else. I don't want anyone else to know how this feels, what this feels like. So uh, that being in me and also uh, 
the strong faith that I have that I grew up in, I never once crossed my mind to do anything that horrific to anyone else. So that's my thoughts on that. So we're watching this um, documentary series about him and they get to this one episode because we had watched a few already. Like I said, it's just horrific, crazy things, these accusations and uh, things that were being brought up that he's done to people. And so we get to this, the next episode uh, one day. And they will always have these intros. And so they're going through this intro and it's his brother saying what happened to him uh, at a very young age by relatives. And his brother was saying the effect that it had on him, on R. Kelly, um, the things it caused him to do and say and how he acted out and what he became. And oh my goodness, like this big flood of emotions hit me and I just broke down crying because it sounded like they were talking about me. And yeah, my wife, she quickly, you know, came to my side and was consoling me. And I, I just told her that hit home like in a hard way, it kind of showed me how I was treating people. And to see that uh, manifested like through someone else and the pain that he was causing because of what he went through, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of emotions came out at once. And so even with that, my wife and I, uh, we, we had a lot of discussions and I just, I told her I was committed more than ever to keep on working at bettering myself because I was just tired of hurting people around me, you know, because we, this life that we have, you count it a blessing to have people close enough to you in your life that you can call family and true friends. You know, I know a lot of people who are lonely, who, who don't have that or don't have that many people in their lives. <clears throat> and so for me to be fortunate enough to have a family that truly loves me and a wife and children that truly loves me, that's something big in my life, something that I, I truly and deeply value and always will. And I had just reached the point where I was tired of hurting people. I was tired of losing people. And after I broke down that time, you know, a few years ago, like I said, I'm just determined more than ever to day by day, make Mitch a better man than he was the day before. And that's what it's all about. Um, so if you are living with something that you've been hurting with and it could have happened to you 
in your childhood. It could have happened to you a few years ago. It could have happened to you recently. Take it from me. I know it's hard. I know it may be um, embarrassing. I know you may be hurting. I know you may be confused. But talk to someone. Whether it's a therapist or someone that you truly love. They truly love you and care about you, have your best interests at heart. Like, don't keep it bottled up. You know, take it from me firsthand. That does nothing but create pain. And the longer it goes that you keep it bottled up, the more that it's just in the back of your mind put away and you're not going to think about it. And the more years that pass. I mean, I forgot about it big time. That's how far back I had pushed it. Because like I said, I was nine or ten when it happened. I didn't acknowledge it to the therapist until I was in my 40s. That's when I began to deal with it. And about three years ago is when I had that major breakdown looking at that uh, television show, the documentary I was telling you about. So this has been a long time bottled up within me. And the effects of that were not good. And that's why I am telling you and not in a way to like tell you what to do or to bully you, not like that. But I'm telling you from experience, from my personal experience, from my personal pain and grief. Like, don't keep anything like that bottled up. Go to who you need to go to. To make things right. Because the longer you let it uh, eat away at you. It's just going to be more painful. And then you might develop a, a mental callus. You know, because when you get a callus like on your hand or your foot, it may bother you at first, but the more layers that get on that callus, you know, you might forget about it sooner or later. So don't let that happen to any pain that you've experienced. If it needs to be addressed, address it in the correct manner. If you need to get authorities involved, do that if you need help and someone to talk to find someone that you can talk to and confide in you need to open up your feelings even doing this podcast is helping me a great deal you know even Michelle told me after the first episode uh, after she listened to it she said I really think and feel that you doing this podcast is going to help you even more to help you open up and to get things off your chest because you have a tendency to hold things in, which I do. And so I, I agreed with that. I think having this podcast will help me and hopefully my hopes and wishes is that someone who listens to this and hears it uh, can find some value in it and it, if anything make you think 
to just get the ball rolling to let you know you're not alone and just to get you thinking to uh, help you find your beginning your beginning to healing because you know we, we live in a, a crazy world everyone is going to get hurt in some type of way that's just facts that we all have to accept and if and when something does happen you know how will we deal with it how will we confront it it takes real uh, maturity to just face something especially something negative head on so if you need to find your beginning I urge you to just take your time and just start uh, think about what you need to do to begin your healing a great way uh, that helps me too is I not only think about what I need to do but I'll write it down or you know if you your electronic device your cell phone or your tablet it has a notepad jot things down as they come to you throughout the day because if it's in writing I found that I can go back to it but then I'm not only thinking it but I'm writing it so it's just another layer in your mind uh, to help you focus on what you need to do so find your beginning to healing whatever that may look like to you if you have found your beginning for healing I applaud you keep on moving forward uh, hopefully you can find a confidant someone you can trust in and confide in if you need to find a therapist someone to talk to listen to and uh, work things out because trust me you need that uh, you cannot keep things bottled up it hurts you and it hurts those around you especially those that you really really love and care about I always think uh, the people around me deserve the best person that I can be you know, because you don't want to be a taker and just take, take, take. But we also, in relationships and friendships, we have to be a giver. We have to give. You know, so what are you bringing to the table uh, when you have a relationship? When you have friendships? Hopefully what you're not bringing is a bunch of baggage. You know, no one deserves that. So... You know, think about, am I bringing something valuable to the table? <clears throat> How can I help people around me? But see, before we can do that, we have to help ourselves first. And remember, I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not talking about it in a selfish way. But how in the world can we help someone if we need help ourselves, if we are struggling with something, you know, we have to, home has to be right first. You know, we have to be whole ourselves 
before we can start giving of ourselves. You know, so just think think about these words. Um, <clears throat> I know it's a, a deep subject. I kind of jumped right in, but hey, it's what life is, right? We just have to jump in and confront things, even if they make us uncomfortable. <laughs> we have to confront things. Um, it's just the way of life, especially if we want to grow as a person. And if you have young ones that are always watching you, trust me, if they see you confronting your problems and challenges head on and working through them, that will be a very positive influence on their lives. Seeing how, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> seeing how you respond to adversity, uh, that'll be huge in the eyes of your young one. So keep pushing forward. You know, if, if you have. Uh, something negative that has happened in your life. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, be a fighter. You know, fight for yourself, fight for your mental and emotional stability. Things are what you make of them. Even the negative things. Is what do you do when you get knocked down? Do you stay down or do you get back up swinging? And so that's how I've always tried to look at things. You know, I may get knocked down, but I'm going to get up swinging. You know, and I hope that you feel the same way too. So find the beginning of your healing. That's what I challenge you to do. Acknowledge it. And start pushing forward to see what you can do to make things right day by day. Don't ever try to bite out a big chunk of anything day by day. How can you be a better person than you were the day before? That's how we do it here at Love Is Your Medicine podcast. I hope you enjoyed this third episode. As always, I like to hear from you. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Mitch at themitchwright.com is my email address. I would love to hear from you or any feedback, comments that you may have. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you. Uh, have a great week. Uh, stay positive. Negative things may happen. But we just get right back up and keep on fighting. Because if you don't love and respect yourself, how can anyone else love and respect you too? Think about that. Have a great week. Go and do great things. <laughs>